But if you are super clear with yourself and you're brutally honest with your truths, whether it's your core values, what your blocks are, all of those pieces that build you and where you want to go, that's undeniable. You might get the answer that you don't want to hear, but you're going to know that it's the right one. I'll have what she's having. Welcome to another edition of Digital Confidence Podcast. Oh, is that what that is? The Italian pronunciation? Oh, yeah. Hey, welcome back to the show. This is the She Talks Confidence Podcast. I'm the person that's going to be running the show here today and sharing her personal story is none other than Janine Tripodi. Janine, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Tony? I'm doing great. Janine is like me. She is a transitional life coach. She is also a Reiki master mm-hmm. and certified hypnotist. So there's a lot happening there. Her website is called Intuary, which I love because I talk about intuition all the time because it has everything to do with true confidence. You work with transitions and women in going through divorce and amongst other things. And you say one of the biggest challenges for women leaving a relationship or navigating transitions is trusting her own voice again, which is exactly what true confidence is in and of itself. You talk about creating a plan that it that is guided by your inner compass another thing and support you as you pursue your life going forward i absolutely love that and so all that teeing you up like that giving you all that introduction we talked prior to the show about sharing a story and you decided to share a personal story about where you started in all this and how you got to where you're at and how your intuition and your confidence bloomed through that and is currently guiding you now. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. That was a great intro. So yes, intuition is something that we all have, we're all born with it, and it's beaten out of us through the ages, right? So when you're a child, you have a, an instinct to trust yourself around people and situations and things. And as we grow and we learn to adapt to our society, we dull that sense a bit, So my story is really my confidence came back into my life or started with these big transitions. And these big transitions in my adult life include infertility, miscarriages, the unexpected death of my newborn son, and then making the choice to leave a 20-year unhealthy marriage. So throughout these major life transitions, one thing was very steady. And it was when I tapped into my intuition And when I truly stepped away from the chaos around me and got grounded and rooted, I was able to feel, really feel first, what my next steps should be. So that's my very quick answer to how did my confidence. We all go through our ebbs and flows going through childhood, and then it kind of gets beaten out of us through institutionalized, especially with women. And I talk about that a lot, especially with my clients, the fact that all the systemic misogynistic nonsense that goes on, but that's not a crutch. And we don't talk about that as a crutch, but also just the way that things work and we get very self-conscious about things. Our confidence starts to go down. We start comparing ourselves to everybody, especially now on social media. And when you got to the point where these tragic things were starting to occur, was there a tipping point for you where it finally broke you to where you finally said, I got to do something about this? Oh, hands down. Yes. 
So I had memories of a lot of clarity. When I was about eight or nine years old, I had some super clear understandings of my universe, I'll say. And when I was going through these situations, starting, say, in my late 20s, my 30s, I was remembering this time when things were more clear. So for me, clarity breeds confidence. And there was no clarity of the chaos in all of these situations. When I got, I say like rock bottom is something that everybody always says, but when you get to the point of you're like, I don't even know which way is up at this point. You take a left or you take a right. (laughs) And my right has historically been, I become insular. I try to ground myself. That's when I decide, right, I need to be tapping into my higher self, to my guides and angels, to however I see my universe. And that gives me the strength and clarity to get grounded and to really just hear myself over, like I said before, the chaos around us. And from that space, when there's really no other choice because you've dug so deep to find your own truths, there's just no denying it. There's such clarity that the confidence comes, the next steps come, whether you like it or not, whether you want the answers to be that or not, you're taking those steps very clearly. You're suddenly on solid footing. It may really suck, but you are confident that you're on the right path. I don't know if you found this with your clients or not, but what I found, and even personally, what I found is you get down to the bottom and it's the confusion still there. And you're like, oh, I can't go any further. And oh, what's the truth? And I don't know. And then you keep grasping at straws or asking other people. That means you're not at the bottom yet. Yeah. When you're at the bottom, the clarity of what is and the absolute truth of all of the things that a lot of times your conscious is keeping you from accepting, that's mm-hmm. when you're at the bottom where you realize you're a dumpster fire because right. we, all, right, we all are in one sense or the other. And then you're able to accept. And that is, we talked before the show, the clarity and the acceptance is the essence of intuition and is the essence of true base confidence. Once you finally got down to that point and realized everything and had the clarity and had the epiphany and almost the flash of light to where you had to make a turn, you had to make a change and a shift, what was your first step out of that? So obviously different with whatever situation you're dealing with. But for me, I'm such a visual person. It literally felt like I was ready to take a step onto a step to take, take literally physically move. And from there I sit down and I journal and I write down my next steps. I will, I'm ready to do this. And these are the ways I can do it. It really does illuminate for me when I get to that space and it can be a clouded thunderstorm the day before. But so to answer that, For me, when I finally do get to that point, and it's like a fresh, it's new every time, right? You go through another sort of life transition. And for me, I forget, geez, how did I handle that last time? I don't spend the time to reflect, which would be very helpful. Isn't that crazy that we don't remember that? It's like (laughs) such an important tool and a thing that you can use all the time. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm back down here again. What the hell did I do the first time? Yeah, it's crazy that we don't remember that. It is true. It's like childbirth. It does get easier, although... (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't know, but yeah, that's a good analogy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The decisions start to come like popcorn for me. And I actually have seen that happen with my clients too, because truly like deep down we do, I really believe we already have all of the answers. We're just filtering through the chaos to figure out what we want to do. And so much of that comes with filtering out the expectations of our society, the expectations of our partners, the expectations of our kids and our parents and our 
everyone in our world, the expectations of people we don't even know, (laughs) social media, right? What I found is that they're waiting for permission. Instead of giving themselves permission, they're waiting for other people to give them permission to do it. And you're like, no, that's not the point at all. The whole point is that you have the answers and you need to give yourself permission to do these things. You're so right. Actually, it's interesting that you like, you just brought up when I, before I started the transitional coaching, which I really love, it's tangible. It, I can incorporate the metaphysical side and also the very run this through your logical mind side, right? There was a point right around COVID where I got a lot of clients coming to me for energy work who were looking for the answers, looking for the, give me permission, tell me this, do this. And really we can't do that for each other. We have to just help people see that they do have the answers, that they have the clarity, that they can give themselves permission. So I do. Empower. Yeah. Yeah. The empower. I come up against that all the time with clients. And a lot of times they're clients of mine in the first place is because they come to me and they don't know and they're confused and they're looking for permission and from their little circle and they're getting 18 different answers. The whole point is you'll never get 100% of a particular direction from whomever you're speaking to because, and that's not even the point. The point is it's supposed to come from yourself. The part that really excites me about what you're saying there is it's, you're going to get whatever answers you're looking for outside of yourself. So if you are, if you're yep. wanting to take a left, you're going to talk to people that are going to support that direction. But if you are super clear with yourself and you're brutally honest with your truths, whether it's your core values, what your blocks are, all of those pieces that build you and where you want to go, that's undeniable. You might get the answer that you don't want to hear, but you're going to know that it's the right one. That's the entire point. The point is that when you do ask people, a lot of times you're asked, it's front loaded and you're asking them to just validate a direction that you think that you want to go, or it seems like that's where the flow is. But the problem is you're trying to break that flow because that flow is that negative pattern or that pattern that's not working for you. And then to break out of that, maybe it's the hard decision. Maybe it's the difficult, the time consuming, the, oh no, I got to go back to school or, oh no, I have to break up. Or, oh, no, I got to change my job. And that's a that's a come to Jesus moment that a lot of people don't like. Yeah. And that's the hard part in the context of you and your particular search and going through the things that you went through. When you finally did make that transition and finally got the truth and finally decided to listen to that inner voice and that intuition, have that guide you. How did that transform you? in terms of empowering you moving forward? So two of the most major incidents, and I wanna, I like to apply things specifically so I can give you the real root and heart of the answer. And that would be deciding to leave my marriage. I have four children, living children, and it's a very difficult decision. But also when my son, my infant son was was born and dying. Mm -hmm. And so that I think I'll talk about because it's probably, going to shed some light on how when you really do find clarity in the moment, you can make some really hard decisions. So I, my husband and I at the time, we had to actually decide there was a moment where we had to make the decision to agree that the nurses would stop resuscitation with our son. And we had all the facts. So when I say clarity breeds confidence, I had clarity on what the facts were. He was not going to survive. So that kind of clarity was not the kind of clarity that bred any kind of confidence in making that decision. 
when I went inside, even being present with, this was a really difficult time with my ex-husband and I, where we had very different perspectives and experiences. Thank goodness we came to the decision together. Mine was rooted in understanding how I understood the world and how I was settled and confident in connecting with the energy. And it's a bit inexplicable, and I certainly don't have enough time to go into it there, but it was that moment where I turned into myself to make that choice. That was where the clarity came for me. I understood the facts. It's important to understand the facts, but I also needed to mesh that sort of metaphysical side, that internal side, that heart side, that spiritual side to get my clarity to make that choice. When you have that decision or rather when you have that clarity, you can move forward in decisions that are heartbreaking and still know that you're making the right one. That's such a great point. Just having the facts doesn't necessarily mean you act on that specifically because it's very contextual and it all depends upon how that works for you in that current situation, which I can't even imagine how difficult a situation like that would be. In moving forward from that, did you find that that one tragedy and what you learned through that continued on and or transitioned into other aspects of your life. Did that moment of intense level of clarity work and kind of move with you through the transitions that I think happened after that too? Absolutely. So yes, it was losing my son, Max was the worst possible thing one could ever imagine. And it was also, and this is where a lot of people have a hard time understanding, it also led to some beautiful life changes, not just for me, for my family, for people who knew us, because not many, nobody knew him, even the doctor that supported us throughout his life and death. So it shifted for me, it shifted the way I saw the world again. It opened my eyes back up to the way I've always understood life to be. And it was and always will be part of that, like building growth of how I move through the world. I would certainly never wish it to happen. I would change it if I could. I cannot. And so from that experience and that clarity, I will take all that I've learned and I still watch it grow and I still watch it blossom. And I still see the impact that not just my son's brief life had, but the experiences around it, how we dealt with it, how we still continue to move through it affect my children who were born after him. Did that chain of events that were happening in terms of the incredible transition of life, did that lead you to doing the coaching? Did that lead you to doing the Reiki and everything else? Definitely to the Reiki. So I actually hadn't heard of Reiki before. Um, and so after my son passed away, I would go to my friend Jeannie's Pilates studio in Oregon. And I didn't do Pilates. I just wept on the reformer. And it was my therapy for months and months. And she gave me the card of a woman and said, I think you should try this. She tried to explain it to me. I couldn't even hear. Everything was dark. And I sat on this woman's massage table. I had no idea what she did. I left feeling just a little bit better every time. It was almost like I describe it as my heart kind of cracked open again. This dark coal had a crack and the light was seeping in. And so that was the beginning of my introduction to Reiki. I was there every week for the first year. And then you went into training yourself and becoming a Reiki master. I like Reiki because it deals with frequency. 
and yeah. energy. My background is in my consciousness studies and my PhD was a lot of Eastern philosophies and a lot, and then quantum mechanics and quantum physics from the energy aspect of it, because it's all interrelated. That's what I love about that. When, when a client comes to you and you have a toolbox full of stuff and there's an issue in terms of confidence or intuition, what's the first thing you do to get them on track? First thing I like to do is to talk about the chaos in life and that, and to get to this place of acceptance in the chaos. That there's chaos, there's always going to be chaos. And it's not about trying to find a life that is void of conflict. It's about living in the chaos and choosing joy. And then we work on intuition because I feel like that is such a grounding place to remind people this is what this is. You have this tool. Everybody does. It's like it's a natural born gift. You just may not have unwrapped it. And we talk about the difference between fear and intuition. A lot of people get those two things confused. They think that they're having a bad feeling. And so therefore it's, it must be coming true or this must be there. It's not about premonitions. It's not about ghost stories. It's about trusting yourself and knowing that we have this vibration in the universe, as you said, the frequency that we're all connected. Is that the one biggest misnomer that, that your clients come in with you on the fact that they feel as though every feeling that they have is the intuition talking? I get a lot from my clients that say, but I was scared to do this and I was just listening to my gut. But, yeah, but that's not your gut. That's your ego. That's what I call it, right? Yep. That's your ego. That's your, it's a pre-programming. That's your, the negative programs, the stuff you're trying to bust out of, the things trying to keep you in that small bubble instead of branching out and expanding. Is that the biggest thing that you found in terms of the biggest hindrance at the very beginning? Absolutely. And it's so easy to use that as the rationale, just as it is easy to find people who are going to support the turn left when you're wanting to really go right. It's very easy to say that. And it's also, like I said, it would be beaten out of us. So we try to identify what is that gut feeling. And we are throughout our lives able to recognize the gut feeling as fear. And that's helpful and useful. But intuition is different than that. Sadly, nobody teaches that. It's That should right. be a class in elementary school and junior high school and high school. It would shift so many people. Some people aren't. It's like the teachers shows up when the student's ready. Some people are just not ready throughout their whole lives. But there are some people that would be ready for that. And that would be an incredible exercise to go through and an empowering exercise to go through. Kids you, would pick it up. And that's the other yeah. thing too, because the kids pick up stuff so much easier than I wished I learned like five different languages when I was a kid. Cause I know I'd be able to rattle them off. Now I can't even, I don't even know English now. It would be so much easier to be able to do that in, I want to ask you, cause I was going to ask you at the very beginning, but now that we've discovered your origin story and kind of where you're at now and how you transitioned there, how would you define confidence? I'm going to make it so simple and say inner clarity. So for me, internal, inner clarity, inner being, my inner being, clarity is confidence. Do you feel as though everybody is born or has the ability to have that? 100%. We are, it's our natural born state. Surprisingly, a lot of people come in and they just say, oh, I don't have it, or I never had it, or I had it and it's gone. I said, no, it's not gone. It's like people thinking that they're broken. You're not broken. Right. You're just thinking wrong. You're just on the wrong track. There's you're whole and complete. It's not about being broken. It's not about not having confidence. You have it. It's just buried and you're not able to summon it. And that's why we do what we do is to help them break out of that, but not give them, you know, it's hard because 
when I was doing traditional therapy, we really can't give directive at all. And that's right. the one thing I hated about it. And the reason why I didn't continue further on in that path and got in and just started coaching because the coaching, I like the advocacy part about it. And especially with you and doing intuition and Reiki and hypnotherapy, that's all total. It's not full directive, but it's in, it's giving them the tools. But not only that, it's also traveling with them along the path. I love that part yes. about it. I do too. I really do too. And it's also very organic. So it's what comes yeah. up in the session. It's watching the client respond and feeling and using my intuition with how to respond and encourage and sit back and let them. So you have your book. And also I see that you have some virtual group coaching. The book is called When Shit Goes Sideways. It's seven secrets to survive life change and loss, soul-centered navigation for life. And it really is broken down in these seven, seven steps. These are the seven steps that I use to get through life change and loss. And it's what I really, it's the basis of what I teach and how I coach. So when I do workshops, we have this framework. And then when I work with clients, there's an underlying framework of helping people pass through these, whatever they need, right? And it's really accepting that the chaos is real, finding your universe, however you choose that to be, having the faith in yourself to define your own universe and your beliefs, whether it's religion or spirituality or faith in nature, however that is and however that works for you. Honing in your intuition, and defining the stories and understanding the stories that we tell ourselves and what those mean about our core beliefs and how we can shift those. A lot of people don't realize that they can shift them. It's very clear to you and I, but we can retell our stories. And it's amazing too, how the stories that we tell really sort of replicate in our lives. So I talk a lot about that. It's a lot of personal stories. I talk about gathering your tools, those people who are supporting you, what really lifts you up. So you have that understanding when you need it, you can go into that and grab those. And then ultimately choosing joy, like understanding that this chaos is real and you're going to, you're going to still be able to choose joy and navigate life from a place of groundedness. So that is essentially the book. It's full of a lot of personal stories. It's almost like a conversation with me. So <laughs> a lot of people say, it's just like talking to you. There are That's nice. That makes it easy. Words. It makes yeah, it makes it easy to read and relate to, though. That's great. Yeah, perfect. But there are some curse words. If you listen to the audio, just FYI. <laughs> yeah, just in case. And if you're used to listening to my show in the past, you'd be fine with that. That's not a problem. Or my or read my book, which is littered with it. So that's fine. And you have you also have a couple of workshops that you do. The workshop that's coming up is really how to survive general life change and loss, not just divorce. Going forward, I'm going to be focusing a lot on leaving relationships because I believe that the decisions that it takes to and the experiences that we have leading up to the decision to end a marriage or to end a relationship or leave a relationship or to be on the other side of that and be left, that all really lends to women losing their confidence in themselves and their voice and what their reality even is. So we do have another workshop that's coming up July 5th and it is seven weeks and it's about supporting life change and loss. And so we're going to get really clear on what it, it, all the things I've really just talked about as far as identifying where people are, what tools they can use, how we can shift stories, blocks that we can break through. There'll be one-on-one -on -one coaching in the group session. It's a small group. It's on Zoom. And then there'll also be lots of homework and fun stuff to do. So it's interactive and it's also open Q&A style. It's very easy and Yes, I love that. Now I'm going to post all that stuff in the show notes, but can you let them know where to go? And if you have any freebies to offer? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me at Intuary, and Intuary is the root word of intuition. It's I-N-T-U-E-R-I. You can also find me at Janine Tripodi on Instagram and also on Facebook. <laughs> so you can also, anyone can jump on my website, IntuaryCoachy.com, and you can download a free PDF that really walks people through the difference between intuition and fear, how to decipher it and some exercises that they can do so they can really learn how to do that. It's pretty, pretty detailed information. That's the ability to do that, to determine the fact or to see if it is fear or if it is intuition, huge step, even just that one step would be a game changer for a lot of people if they could trust themselves to understand the, the distinction between those two. Yeah. And you just said it, it's trusting yourself. A hundred percent. Thanks, Janine. I appreciate it. And if you, again, if you want to get a hold of her, all the stuff will be in the show notes. If you want to get a hold of me, you know how to get a hold of me. I, it'll be Tony at javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. This is on YouTube. If you're watching, hello. If it's, if you're on the platform, you can always go to YouTube if you feel like watching us banter back and forth. Hope things are well. And I will, as usual, talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks, Tony. Thank you.